Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by emails arriving long after you should have finished work? Are you in way too many WhatsApp groups? Are you just like literally crazy busy? My next guest has come up with a book title exactly about that. And that is Thies Loungeback, who is a psychologist and author. He teaches at the School of Life in Amsterdam. He's also a trainer, a keynote speaker on stress and burnout and writes a weekly column for a national newspaper in the Netherlands. You're very welcome to the programme, Thies. Thanks for having me, Emma. It's good to meet you. Now, we all know I'm going to just confess straight away I'm a terrible man for alerts. I'm a terrible man for Twitter. I'm a terrible man for Facebook. I'm a terrible... Actually, I'll just stop the list right now because it's just so long. (laughs) Um, You know, things like big global events, I just can't get enough of it. I need to know. I went literally insane during COVID because I wanted to know everything about it. Maybe I'm an exception. Maybe I'm not. What do you call and what do you define as crazy busy? When does this become an actual social and personal problem for somebody? Hmm. Yes. Well, well, I do think that we are living incredibly hectic lives today. And that, that has to do with our jobs, of course, but also with uh, different things, with, with the other things in our lives. You, you, you've talked about social media, which is one of the main stressors nowadays, I would say. Um, it's uh, our social lives as well, um, even, well, especially after COVID when things started up again. Um, and it's it's usually the combination between having a very demanding job and having to do all kinds of different things in the rest of our lives as well. Um, that that I would define as being crazy busy. Um, but let's let me just say up front that there's nothing wrong per se with being a little bit busy uh, once in a while. What you do have to look out for is being busy all of the time. I would say um, because then you're you run a risk of getting into what they call chronic stress. Uh, which is kind of hurtful for your for your health, um, but as long as you stay out of sort of the, the the chronic type of stress, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of crazy busyness in your life, as long as you know how to deal with it. I suppose it's it's about who wins the the fight. You are the mobile phone device. I mean, it's sitting there. A lot of people actually sleep with the phone right beside their bed. A lot of people have it yes. very nearby, charging up, etc. Is it about kind of controlling the phone or is the phone controlling you? That balance issue. And there's no Hmm. kind of scientific ratio for how much you should. I know Apple will send you warnings about how much you're using your phone over a particular period of days. But but how does someone meant to gauge when they're going too far? I mean, do you have any practical ways they can test that out? (laughs) Uh, sure, sure. Uh, but let me just get back to the point of the mobile phone. When it's a it's a battle between you and your mobile phone, I'm afraid you are going to lose, unfortunately, because these algorithms are just so good at capturing your attention. So um, trying to sort of ignore the thing uh, through sheer willpower, that's a losing game, I would say. So uh, I think the better strategy would, would be to to... Well, to create some sort of a buffer between you and the phone, which you can, of course, do by by sort of turning off your notifications of those uh, new services and Twitter and Facebook and those kind of things, um, because they're only meant to capture your attention when you're doing something else. Um, and we also know from some, some research that sort of limiting your email times to three times a day instead of having your inbox open all of the time actually um, reduces your stress level 
as well. Uh, so these are sort of things you can do um, um, instead of trying to ignore all of the notification through your own willpower, because that's a losing strategy, I'm afraid. And I wonder, Tice, is, is part of this who you are? So in other words, you say open it up three mm-hmm. times a day. If you're the CEO yeah. of a company, that's fine. You don't have anyone necessarily kind of invigilating over what you do. If you're a more humble part of the work environment and you're further down the corporate food chain, is it harder yes. to do that? Because people will say, excuse me, I sent you an email at 9, 10. You're only coming back to me at 12. You know, we've had to make a decision. Yeah. We've now had to do it when you're at, you know, you've, we've all got those kind of emails. So the more junior of you course. are in the structure, does that become more difficult? That's true. It's about juniority versus seniority, but it's also about expectations, right? So it's also about being clear um, about when people can reach you and when people can't. Um, There's just no point in being available 24 hours a day, I'm afraid, um, even if you're a junior in an organization. But it is important to sort of, um, well, be frank about what people can expect. Uh, So I even as a junior professional, I had an email, an automatic email reply replying to people um, my, the times when, when I would be on my inbox um, and it would be clear that the, at other times I would be available maybe through, through a telephone but not via email all of the time and not people couldn't expect an answer between within an hour let's say um, and even lowering those expectations helps. Um, but but what you say what you say is is true. Uh, email is has become a big part of our our way of working. Um, but there's also some research being done which shows that the regular sort of the the average worker gets distracted every four minutes, and all of these distractions and those switches from tasks um, they uh, end up being very stressful and and they end up deteriorating your concentration as well. Um, so it's also about giving yourself the time and the space to really concentrate on important tasks as well, I would say. Yeah, that word important you've just used there is interesting. Yeah. I noticed in your opening chapter, you, you talk about the utopian mm-hmm. visions that economist um, John Maynard Keynes had, which was Keynes, that we'd only yeah, end yeah, up yeah. working 15 hours a week. Well, <laughs> maybe yeah, well a, that didn't work. Maybe in a few <laughs> millennia, he'll be able to fulfill that particular prediction. But we do talk about mm-hmm. busy work and you know, the value of this work. I mean, all these different devices, these different distractions you talk about, have we lost yeah. sort of um, a sense of is this work actually valuable? A lot of us are doing busy work. There was a book out a few mm-hmm. years ago talking about BS jobs. I mean, is is a lot mm. of this just people yes. trying to look and appear busy and actually justify themselves in the workplace? Uh, yes, there's a little bit of that. I would say if you have a BS job, it's quite well. That's that's quite stressful in itself. Um, but it's also just the complexity of the work nowadays. So our jobs have become more complex. Uh, tasks have, have become more complex. The barrier between our lives, uh, let's say our jobs and the rest of our lives have disappeared. So you can be busy with your email even uh, late at night or in weekends. Um, and this all cuts into the time that we have to take care of ourselves, right? To sleep properly, to exercise, to do fun things, to invest in our, in our relationships and families. Uh, those things are very important as well. Um, but yeah, as I talk about in a book, um, a, a couple of decades ago, the word workaholics was um, used a lot. Now that work sort, sort of disappeared. And I would say that's because we're all a little bit of a workaholic nowadays. And that's that's completely normal now. 
Um, now, now, where do you stand but, on, yeah. on, on, I just want to drag you over towards a, a slightly more contentious sure. debate, the working sure, from sure, home sure. issue, yeah. which always gets our audience um, very exercised. Mm-hmm. Uh, to some people, the, the line between work and home was always, there was a strong line, a thickened line between those two worlds, and that was good. Other people actually yeah. believe, no, we need to break this wall down and that we need to let the home and the work life intermingle. And that's a good thing because that's reality. I mean, where where do you sit on that? Because... You know, true Zoom calls and Microsoft Teams and all the rest of it. We now see people's bookshelves. We see their children. We see their husbands. We see their wives. Is is that a good thing? Do you think, in terms of the worker, to have the two worlds coming together, or, or, or do you have a different take on it? I think that's a very personal question. I think some people re- really um, have need for a very strict um, sort of barrier between life and work. Um, other people like to sort of letting these these things flow into each other. Uh, what it is about, though, is uh, not associate, associating your your working place or your home um, uh, only with work. I would say, so it should be. Uh, I, I would say it, most people also need their home to be a place where, in we, where we where they can rest and uh, get some do some other things instead of just working so if associating your home with your office uh, leads to only uh, being able to think about work that that's that's actually a bad thing i would say um but maybe let, let's get back to a thing you said earlier about having a work-life balance um i'm sort of critical about the whole work-life balance idea because firstly, this supposes that your job and the rest of your life are somehow meant to be perfectly balanced out. Well, I do know a lot of people and I, I know exactly zero of them who have their work and private lives exactly perfectly balanced out. Um, and a work-life balance as an idea also presupposes that work is the thing that makes you stressed and the rest of your life somehow recharges you, which is, isn't necessarily true, let's say. So for me, it's not about having a perfect balance between the two, but it's about creating the flexibility to sometimes prioritize work and sometimes prioritize your private life when that's needed. Okay, well, listen, th- that's good, sensible stuff um, from Tice. Thank you very much for talking to us. The book is out there. It's called Crazy Busy and has said get away from these WhatsApp groups seems to be one of the key things Mm -hmm. that we need to do. Thank you very much for joining us on Down to Business. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.